tribute here to Greg Kaufman because over the 29 years I've had this show, I've talked to, I talked to Greg Kaufman. I added it up. He had his own talk show for a while, but I actually did over 100 hours of interviews with Greg Kaufman. Greg loved to talk on the radio. He did. He loved to talk at Whale Day as well. He loved to be up there on the stage and talk, talk, talk. He was very good at it, too. He was. He was very good at yeah. talking, wasn't he? You give him a microphone, he'd just go. <laughs> That's the voice of Josh, who's a wonderful naturalist here and in the studio. So happy to have Grammy Award winner. So nice to say that, Peter Cater. We'll be doing a special event this Saturday on Unknown Future. I actually wrote a poem about this. You know me, mm. Peter. I write a poem at the drop of a pin. Uh-huh. There aren't any pins anymore, are there? Drop of a hat. Oh, not many. Well, a there's more hats snor- than drop pins. Drop of a snorkel. At a drop of a snorkel, I write a yeah. poem. But actually, I wrote a poem called An Unknown Future because it kind of seemed interesting that um, the event this Saturday is called An Unknown Future. And um, a lot of people didn't realize when this was all kind of going around what was going to be happening with Greg, who passed away Saturday. Um, had a brain tumor. He's not that old. He was like 63 years old, I oh, believe. Great. And um, he was quite an amazing <coughs> man. I remember when he started, way back when, he started with just a, a small little, one little <laughs> rubber ship. You know, he was going out in the Zodiacs. That's how he started. Yeah, he told us a story all the time. Did the he? company meetings, they sit on the cliff. There were that few whales. They would watch for him from the cliffs up on the poly. And once they spotted a whale, then they'd take the little dinghy out and go Did they do really their research. do that? Yeah, wow. and then take the boat out again and go look for another one. Honest to gosh. It's, it's pretty mind-boggling that he got to the point where now there's 200 employees, and he has all the. He was very, very econom, economically, environmentally conscious, maybe economically conscious, but I think more environmentally conscious. Oh, actually. definitely, yeah. He'd have those ships built, and he had very specific requirements. You know this because you take these ships out. These are all bio-friendly ships, aren't they? Yeah, um, eco-consciousness was always a big thing for him, and. He always said, it's not easy being green. (laughs) That's so true. I can get that. I can get that. Um, Many, many years, uh, many events, and um, so many people who've been blessed to go out on whale watches because of the Pacific Whale Foundation. And, um, you know, what I heard, um, I heard Monday morning early, um, Allison sent out a press release. And I just was like, I can't even quite imagine him not coming in and talking on the radio because this is his favorite time of year when all these events are going on, you know. Right. He would be in his heyday. He'd usually be out there doing the VIP cruises with people and talking to them on the ships and, and at these different events. So I know he's going to be there in spirit, and I know we're going to be thinking of him um, as we um, go through this coming week with a very busy schedule of events. Um, although, you know, no whale day uh, doesn't mean that there's not going to be a huge amount of events going on, starting with Friday, right? Right. Friday's uh, going to be... Cruises. The concert cruises are going to be yeah. excellent. John Cruz, I love John Cruz. John Cruz doing a concert cruise on Friday. And, um, Wait, also, and then we got Hoppa on Saturday. Yeah, Hoppa. I love Hoppa. And Barry Flanagan, of course. And that's very cool. And then Amy Gilliam on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday is a big party out there, too, uh, in Ma'alaya with um, none other than Eric Gilliam and uh, the Banana Slug String Band. And that's all free and stuff, too. Um, but we're going to talk with um, Peter here. Uh, first of all, Peter, congratulations. I really haven't seen you since you walked past me at the premiere ceremony in New York to go up on stage and get that... Um, that Grammy, and, and it, it, it did turn out that 13 was indeed your lucky number. Your son was with you, who's 13. Uh-huh. And, and you kind of, did you, I think you might have had a feeling this might be your year. Did you have a sense at all? I thought I had a really good chance. I was getting a lot of support. Um, the record was, you know, people really liked it. And I kind of felt like it was between Mia and, and NDRE. And, you know, I mean, she could have easily have won. I mean, she's already won four Grammys. and. She's super talented, and I loved her performance. It was oh, so I Am Light good. was so beautiful, wasn't it? It was so beautiful. Yeah, it was. And, uh, but I had a feeling, you know, and truth be told, I actually had sort of like a premonition about it, like back at the end of May. 
Mm-hmm. But you know how that is. You never know whether you can trust those things. No, <laughs> no really. But, you know, it's interesting because after, um, you know, so many nominations, um, some artists might just say, I'm not going to go this next time because, well, people don't realize it. It's extremely expensive. To, if you're going to go to the Grammys, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it, I took my son, too. I mean, yeah. so it's like, yeah, it, was, it cost a lot of money. It does. I Especially figured I spent about 6000 You didn't have to do the hair and makeup. Oh, you spent more than I did, but still, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. We get the clothes and hair and makeup. It's a lot of wear and tear too, especially going all the way to New York from here. Yeah, I got I got that thing coming back. I'm just not getting it, better. Yeah. I'm just over it too. Yeah, but 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 it is <laughs> it is the Grammys, and you know a lot of people say a lot of things. I've been hearing it. You've been hearing it. Uh, whatever it is, it's still always you can now say Grammy Award winner. Your life isn't changed, I don't think, in any way, except you, you did get some attention after it happened, and, and a lot of people were, I'm sure, you probably had thousands of congratulations, didn't you? Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, and I do think, you know, I've been thinking about it, because it's been a couple of weeks, and I'm pretty much, you know, back in my normal lifestyle. You know, I'm not waking up in the morning thinking about it, you know. Uh-huh. And, you know, in a way, it does change things, because in terms of, like, marketing and, uh you know, just that sort of that name recognition and mm-hmm. being able to say Grammy winner, you know, it, it does change things. It, it is more impactful, I think, than to say 13-time nominee, <laughs> you know, which I wasn't sure. I really wasn't uh, sure. I, I wouldn't be sure either. You know, because 13 is a lot of times, yeah. you know. But I think it is better to say Grammy winner. Um, in that, so in that sense, it has changed. But in another mm-hmm. sense, since I've been doing this my whole life yeah. and my career has already been, you know, I mean, well, yeah, pretty, 60, 60, pretty about good. About 60 you know? albums out and yeah, soundtracks it's, it's, it's and not, movies. It's not like things are really, you know, that different. But mm-hmm. um, I think I am going to be doing a lot more gigs this next year. And, uh, you know, and like with anything else, when you get acknowledgement from your peers like that, really I think the main thing is that it gives you more even more creative freedom, more of a sense of like, you know, Mm. I'm going to do it just whatever I feel like doing, which I already do anyway, but I think this kind of gives me an added stamp of just follow my heart, you know, just Mm -hmm. follow my passion, you know. That that is beyond value and money then. If you can say that, that's... That's priceless. That is priceless. If you can actually get to the... (laughs) Right there. If you get to the... Did they they give you one of those two? (laughs) No, they give you a Centurion silver... Oh, okay. Did you get a watch? Yeah, they give you a watch. But I don't I wear watches. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know they you gave watches. watches. No. Watches. After I moved to Hawaii, I stopped wearing a watch. Yeah. My. Well, my cell phone just does it now. Oh, <laughs> no. Everything. <laughs> Look at mine. right here. No, no. Everything on the cell phone is right there in the Apple Watch. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I need yeah, one of those. Cool. You do need one of those. Yeah. Well, we should talk about I this need a race. gala event. because We absolutely should because this is very, very important. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Actually. I am too. I'm going to go. And I mean, look, red carpet arrival, mm-hmm. sustainable seafood poo-poos, mm-hmm. open bar. I mean, that's enough right there for right. me to go. Right. Let alone I'm playing the piano. And, uh, <laughs> and that's priceless. <laughs> this is an American <laughs> Express card. And then there's DJ and dancing, and all the proceeds go directly to Save the Maui Dolphin. I mean, well, Josh is going to help with this. Because, about that? Okay. Well, yeah. because these are, this, is, this is why it's called an unknown future, although... I did find it rather ironic and write a poem about this. It's not because of the open bar? (laughs) 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 That could be a two. But but the reality is we don't know our future, but we do know there's some very, very um, important things that people need to be aware of. We all know the humpback whales have come back, but we may not know that there are five different species very much at risk, some extremely at risk of going extinct. And the funds from this masquerade ball is going to go directly towards helping those species which are about to go extinct. And a couple were down to, like, what, 20, 30, 40 whales at the moment? Even less. Even less whales. Yeah, and the, and the Maui dolphin, I think, is under 20. Wow. Um, and the... Um, the Maui dolphin, of course, is not here in Maui. Right. Isn't it strange? You guys might they know. never are. Yeah. They never are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone saw Moana, right? So they know the character Maui is in all the Polynesian cultures. So do you guys know where the Maui dolphin is? No, no. I don't. It's in New Zealand. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. So they have the Maori culture in mm-hmm. New Zealand, which mm-hmm. is part of the Polynesian triangle. The southern point of the Polynesian triangle is New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have the Maui dolphin there and critically endangered. So, I mean, if it's down to less than 20, that's that's really frightening. That's that's pretty close to extinction right there. Yeah. 
And and again, here we are, and we both of us didn't know where the Maui dolphin was from. And just bringing awareness to that's important. The other ones were strange. One's off um, Arabia in, in this the sea off the bay. There. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to tell you guys about that because you said the humpbacks are back from extinct from the brink of extinction, which ours are, and a lot of the populations of humpbacks are back from the brink of extinction. You know, I think that's a great reason to cheer. Yes. I'm out there every day. You know, yep. telling people about that because we need that. You know, positive news. We're, you know, we're making a difference. Is, Things it, are happening. It can, that, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the animals are coming back, and the Endangered Species Act works. Yes, it does indeed. It does indeed. The other one was down, was it in South America? Was there one species that was. Yeah, so there's the Chilean blue whale, Mm. and also the vaquita, which is a small dolphin. And so the Arabian Sea humpback whale is one of the humpbacks that are critically endangered. Mm -hmm. So this is where the funds for this is going. I mean, and when you get to an event like this, you don't do a lot of these kind of events here on Maui. I'm, I don't know. I can never think of you actually doing a, a masquerade gala before, no, Peter. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but, but what people may not know is you have a long history of actually caring about whales. And um, you actually had done a lot of projects. In the, has that had to be 10, 15 years ago you did some work with um, music in the, for the whales? I've always been environmentally active. I was one of the first uh, Greenpeace members. Um, I wrote the music to Greenpeace uh, Greatest Hits, which was a video that came out a long time ago about Greenpeace's attempts to stop whale hunting. And, you know, they were out there on their Zodiacs and getting, you know, like, you know, sprayed down, you know, by these large, you know, ships, you know, with their, their water guns or whatever. And I've always been environmentally active. I mean, really from the very beginning, because I've always been very, very clear that, you know, this whole save the earth thing. We're not saving the earth, you know. We're saving our own asses because we're right. we're not very smart and we're not very thoughtful in terms of the future, you know. And so I w- I've been about it for a long time. And one of the reasons I moved to Maui 11, 12 years ago was because I just couldn't believe that these whales, they just come here and hang out all winter long and you can actually, you know, see them and, you know, get within 100 yards of them. <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, it's pretty amazing. It's breathtaking. It's life-changing. Yeah, I well, mean, you it really see it is yeah. all the time out there because you're out there taking you never people. Never get tired out. of it. I've right? been doing this for almost 13 years. Yeah, you know, and it's it's just really really inspiring and just feels really good to be able to take people out there and give them those or you know kind of help them to get those breathtaking life changing experiences the on the day to day. Especially when yeah. you see the kids' face. I was out there today doing the Kiki whale watches. For the school kids? Uh, for a couple of different school groups, yeah. What's it like? What do the kids say? Uh, the kids are great. So we had some preschoolers and we had some second graders out there today. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they scream, you know, <laughs> especially the second graders today. They're like just, you know, every, Same I don't know, groups. every couple minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, something like that. It was it was synchronized, but you never know when it's going to happen. All the kids will just scream really loud. <laughs> They're like, I'll, I'll back up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the whales hear them. <laughs> it sounds like a peacock. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> no, it sounds like second graders. Okay. I'm telling you, ask my coworkers. That's exactly what it sounded like. But isn't that a thrill? I mean, because some of these kids, see, this is one thing I learned from the Pacific Whale Foundation. And Greg, I didn't realize that. We'd think that all the kids growing up on Maui have been out on ships and been out on the water to see the whales. And I found out that that they make a point of taking them out, but a lot of them hadn't been out on boats before, hadn't been out. Yeah, I like to ask the kids to raise their hands, you know, how many of you guys have um, seen a whale just now for the first time? And a lot of the kids raise their hands, you know, usually most of them or a lot of them are like, yeah, I've never seen a whale before today. Isn't that mind-boggling, Peter? I mean, mm-hmm. here they are on Maui. They're, a lot of them born here, and they haven't been out to see the whales before. Mm-hmm. And so you're giving them the opportunity there to get yeah. out and see them for the first time. And I, I've been around the Pacific Whale Foundation, and I know I've talked to Greg many times about this. A lot of the people who came, who were in school, or who had, were young and gone out on a whale watch, some of them have come back and have worked as a marine biologist and volunteered or worked with the Pacific Whale Foundation because that whole cycle in 38 years have gone around. They're the future, you know? Yeah. They're going to be making the decisions, you know, someday in, you know, 
we need people to make good decisions for for our planet just like you said you know we're all in this together mm-hmm. you know we're kind of saving our own asses in a way yeah well Indeed, definitely right, yeah. yeah so, so you, go ahead ask you a question yeah. so why is it that um, the humpback whales here are kind of like coming back and you know they're healthier and more abundant and stuff and why is that the ones that are you know other ones are struggling more is it because of hunting for or what is it what, what's the difference between our humpback whales that are doing fine and the other ones it's likely there are many reasons um sorry that i don't have a lot of specifics on exactly why but i do know that our population is pretty well protected from hunting you know despite the international moratorium on commercial whaling and whaling like you said is still going on you know and spending most of their time in united states waters offers them a little bit of protection Uh you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though, even though they're off the Endangered Species Act, uh, they're not considered endangered. These Hawaiian humpbacks, they're still protected. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. very true. You're not going to find anyone out there going out and harpooning a whale. Right. <laughs> that's you can be sure of that. But we don't know what's happening in other areas, and money can turn a lot of people's minds around. And I think it's getting better. I I, I really hope it's getting better. Um, but there are other whales. I mean, I just found out yesterday the right whale is getting close to extinction as well. Right, the North Atlantic right whale yeah. is critically endangered as well. And that would be, I mean, I think v- Big Five is like a good number for them to have or for us to have at Pacific Whale Foundation. But I think that one could easily be on the list if you wanted to do a Big Six. And that's just, you know, that is the United States. Right. And But, you know, I, I was wondering why, and I guess that these whales move slow. And are right there in the shipping lanes, and a lot of times these get hit by ships. That's right, and um, you know, a really cool yeah, story really. about that is that they were able to actually move the shipping lane. I scientists, didn't know that. yeah, scientists studied these North Atlantic right whales, and they they figured out that they really prefer that shipping lane, mm-hmm. Be- not because there's ships there, yeah. but because that's where they feed. Mm-hmm. And so they looked at the shipping lanes and where these uh, animals like to like to feed, and they said it overlaps. Why don't we just move the shipping lane over a little bit to an area that's not used as much by these wow. whales? Wow. And they were able to actually, actually do it. Wow, that is wonderful. That's great to hear because I was shocked that right here in America, like we said, we think it's all protected. And here are these very getting very close to critically, you said, endangered that's right. Uh, whales right off the east coast there in the Atlantic. Um, but let's talk, Peter. I want to talk a little bit about this event. It's going to be at the beautiful King Kamehameha Club. Have you ever t- played before at that Merrill Monroe house? No, I've never been there. I can't see. Now, that's another thing. That surprises me as not a kid not seeing whales on Maui. But but it's such a beautiful room, and it's so elegant. And, um, of course, Frank Lloyd Wright, you know, he liked his curves, and, and he everything's circular and beautiful there in the room. So, it's number one, it's a gorgeous room. And, uh, of course, lots of parking. And and, um, this is going to be a very special event this Saturday. And people can get tickets. And if you are a member, you get 20% off the cost of tickets. You might want to become a member of the Pacific Whale Foundation because that will save you about $40 on the ticket. Plus, it's a tax write-off, right? It is absolutely a tax write-off. You get VIP boarding on the trips, too, which is another big selling point for the memberships. And you get... And you'd get a discount on the price of a whale watch. Right. Uh, and I think you get one that might even be free when you get a... Yeah, you get to pick a gift when you become a member of our foundation. So you can easily, you know, pay for your donation with all the benefits you get. So one of the gift options is a ticket for a free whale watching trip or a free dolphin watching trip. Yeah, which is... That's really nice right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so definitely worth doing that. I do want to let people know, in fact, I suggest you go to Maui Whale Festival dot org maui whale festival dot org for information on this because this is coming up in just a couple of days i mean mm-hmm. it's this saturday night and what time are you getting there do you know i think i play from six to seven thirty. Oh, well, that's good mm-hmm. so right at the beginning because mm-hmm. sometimes people come late to these things you know do they well yeah, you're, 
It's Maui. It's Maui. I'm going to get there early. I never come late to anything. Well, it's fun to dress up, too. You don't get a it chance is. to dress up much on Maui, you know. Yeah, I'm going to wear the outfit I got for the Round Glass Music Award things in New York, and I get to wear it. It's, you know, not not very often do you get to wear a, an yeah. outfit oh, that's formal a yeah, couple yeah. times yeah. in a month. I'm going to wear the same thing I wore to the Grammys. Are you, too? Well, okay. I'm in a black suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice. Plus a mask. It's my birthday on Thursday, so this is going to be kind of my birthday celebration. Oh, happy birthday. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and it's supposed to rain, so I don't know. They're saying thunder showers and rain maybe the next yeah. couple of days, and I'm hoping not because I think of all the people who go out and get married on Maui who come here to get married on the beach, and I sure hope the rain's not going to rain on their parade. Um, you know, it doesn't always come right when they say it's going to happen. Know. You know, a lot of times it's deli- it's pushed back from when they I actually know, think it's going to happen. But then my hit. days, my birthday is the day after Valentine's Day. So Maybe it'll be two days. Well, then it's beginning. Oh, then it, the, then oh, we don't want to ruin your will watches. No, that's true. That's because the next day after that is John Cruz on that Friday with the wheel watch for that. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Those, you know, and John Cruz is the nicest guy. Do you know John Cruz? I don't think so. Oh, you really should meet him. I'm surprised you don't know him. He's just a real musician's musician, a very cool guy, and just loves music. He's and, one of my favorite local artists. You know, he's, he's one of those people that always doesn't go anywhere without his guitar, and he'll just be sitting there, and next thing you know, you know, everyone's singing. and He's just that, it's in his blood, you know, because mm-hmm. it's really his whole family. Is is all? I mean, it's the Cruz family. Is huge musician in the blood thing, you know. Mm. So, um, you know, you know, it's going to be a great event when he gets out there. Oh yeah, with the whales. Right? And he always loved to play at Whale Day too. He, you know, we have the right. Whale Day celebration every yeah. year. He would always be there. Absolutely true. That's yep. a good point. I, I had that's that's very much true. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a great guy. I love John Cruz, and and you know what? No attitude. You know, no musician kind of like attitude. But just as down home, and he lives here on Maui now. He moved from Oahu to Maui here last year. And um, so he's very happy living here now as well. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very cool thing on that one. It's hard to pick because there's so many great ones. You almost have to go out to everything. But I do know on the Saturday event that it's done in the daytime, so you can still go out to Peter's at night because in case people do want to go on the cruise that on day, the, they, can yeah. still, they can still They could go it. on the... Um the concert cruise with Hoppa, and then yep. the, there's a banana slug string band for the kids. They're really good, too. You ever heard them? I haven't heard oh, them. Oh, man. Heard I have the CD. I have a two-year-old at home, so uh-huh. I have their CD, um, Only One Ocean. Uh. And it's great. I, li- I listen to it even when my kid's not around. Really? That's yeah. great. That's gr- that, That's wonderful. So your kid gets to hear the great music about the ocean. Yeah, my daughter, Kailea. Yeah, she, yeah. Can she sing the words and sing along? It? She's at the point where she can sing it. She sings. She doesn't sing those ones yet, yet. But um, but yeah, she does sing. It's pretty funny. That's, yeah, that's it's really cute. And she's been out on the whale watch cruises. Yeah. And she likes yeah, that. Yeah, we've got her out on the Is whale watch. She impressed watches. when she hears her dad talking about the whales out there. Yeah, it's funny. You know, um, we took her out, and my wife Morgan said, "Look, Kylie, a whale," and I mean, she loves animals. She's yeah. like, she's a real animal person. She knows a lot about animals. She just turned two. So you can name, like, really obscure animals that you probably w- would never even heard, have heard of. Huh. For, we have, like, the little National Geographic <laughs> magazine for, like, little kids. So, yeah, she's a really an animal person. So my wife says, look, Kylie, a whale. And she goes, whale. Hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so, so when you're doing this gig Saturday, I'm kind of curious because uh, on the whole – most of the time, you do a lot of improvisation. You mm. may take a base of a song or a couple of songs from CDs you've done, but you do improvise um, a lot. So when you go into an event like this, which is going to be kind of fun, you're going to dress up in your black suit. No no cape or anything, huh? No Not cape. Do I mean, if I had one, I might wear it, but yeah, I, I don't know. have one. You need, a, you need a Superman cape. I was thinking of a black cape. cape. I was thinking of like Phantom of the Opera cape. It would be that would be cool. cool, yeah. It would really be cool. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, but but then do you know what you're going to play when you do something like this? Because you know it's a nice event and you're you're there and you play everything from your house parties very very casual to um, not that many formal, but you've certainly done a lot of very high end events for people like Sundance Music Awards and pretty high end people things before. You know I, I imagine those Robert Redford events must have been pretty high end, right? Oh yeah. When you have people all dressed up for those. 
sometimes, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of major celebrities, you know, don't need to dress up. That's you know? true. <laughs> That's true. Like, look at you. You've got shorts <laughs> with holes in them. <laughs> That's the style, isn't it? That's the style, yeah. it is. He's got the shorts. He Did you buy them with the holes in already? The holes are extra, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usage of scissors. They have to charge you for that. No, in the old days, you actually had to wear them a whole lot. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I mean, no, I still, I don't buy them with the holes in. I just wear them out. And, in the old days, they were authentic holes. They came from wear and tear. Now they're and designer like, wow, holes. had those jeans a long time. You have to pay, you have to buy $50 a like hole. Yeah, $50 <laughs> a hole for that. Um, but do you know what you're going to ever play or just sit down and go for it? I never think it? about it, no. You don't? You just go for it. No, I'm just going to fill the room because, you know, people will probably be talking and stuff. So, you know, I'll probably, you know, yeah, you know I'll that's interesting. That, no, that's very, very interesting. It's an art, huh? Mm-hmm. Being yeah. able to kind of read the crowd and fi- try to figure out what, you what's know. What's best. Yeah. What's best for the room? You know, the yeah. last thing you want to do is compete, you know. Huh, you I hadn't thought about you that. You want to sort of enhance and kind of. It's like that on the whale watches, too, you know, because. You, know, you kind of have to feel out the crowd and think, like, do they want a little more talk, a little less talk? They want a little more right. time watching the whales, you know. Right. And I guess I hadn't thought about that, but they're different groups, different, and even different times of day and everything. Well, the, each whale watch is different, too. You know, you never know what the whales are going to do. Sometimes it's more sleepy. Sometimes it's more active. And people always ask me, you know, is it better in the morning, better in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, you know, you never know. You can't predict whether they're going to be more active now or more active a couple hours from now. Really? So generally speaking, they're now. more active in the morning? Sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're more active in the afternoon. <laughs> so there's no way of predicting, wh- you know, which trip you should take. But you do have you booking a trip times for tomorrow. where it's busier with the competition right. pods and everything. Sometimes well, not just that, but you've probably seen it. It just lights up sometimes. Yeah. You know, you look out and there's whales going off everywhere. Yeah, surrounding and you then yeah, and then other times you go out there and it's like you see a blow and then they dive. Yeah. And then you see another blow and then they dive. Yeah. You know, and by the they're time just you like, head there, they're gone. Yeah. 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 Spending most, most of their time down below. Yeah. And it seems like it's like all over. You look all around and, and <laughs> nobody's active. Then other times, you know, one starts getting active and then you see whales breaching everywhere. And a couple of times I've been out in the last couple of years. I, I mean, I went on his, I happened to be on Josh's. Uh, We'll watch uh, a few weeks ago. It was at, in January before, of course, the Grammys. And so it was kind of early in the season still, because Jan- early January is still early in the season. Um, but, but I gosh, it was fantastic. And it was one of the best wheel watches I've been on. But again, um, there were the competition pods, and then some of them came really close, which you always love. I mean, I always laugh at people who think they can get pictures of whales with their iPhones. But I actually got some nice pictures of whales with my iPhone. They, they, you know, it's a good sign when you can actually get a picture of a whale that you can see mm-hmm. afterwards with your iPhone, right? Because, you know, these days, well, some people bring the, I've seen people bring the big cameras out there, you know. Oh, yeah. You get a lot of good people with really amazing equipment out there. Yeah. The long telephoto lenses and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyone drop those in the water ever? Everything I haven't seen one, anyone drop one of those, oh, but um, I've seen quite a few iPhones. iPhones wrecked in the water, like on snorkel trips and stuff. They have them in the little resealable bag kind of thing. Oh, that's not a good idea. No. <laughs> no, folks, do not do that. Do not put your iPhone in a resealable bag and think you can take pictures underwater. Ain't going to work. I mean, maybe those the 10s are supposed to be a little more waterproof, but I, I don't know about that. So, So this is really an important thing, folks. We really want you to get out there. I know that uh, Greg Kaufman would like you to be there, and this is going to be um, a very interesting event, seeing as it'll be exactly a week after his passing on, on this Saturday when there's going to be this unbelievable event where you can see Peter Cater. This is the first big event you're having since you won your Grammy, so mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a celebration of you as well. Is it? Okay. Where did you put your Grammy, Peter? I didn't get it yet. They send it to you later. They have to engrave oh, it and stuff. Oh, so you don't even have it yet. Yeah, those are all just um, for show on, on stage. Oh, that's They not, recycle those. They don't let you <laughs> Everyone take holds those. the same one. Oh, really? Seriously? I didn't <laughs> yeah, know that. Yeah, they have like, you know, yeah. Like so that that wasn't your Grammy at oh, that it time. It was fine, though. Yeah. I wasn't complaining. You didn't have to worry about TSA coming back. Because right. I wouldn't want to put it in a bag. You know, you want a check bag with your Grammy in or something. That would That's, be a good No, you idea. wouldn't do that. No. I wouldn't do that, no. Yeah, you'd have no. to carry I, it right with you. That's right. I know. Right? You'd, you'd have it like this the whole, right next to your heart. Well, I remember, I remember George Kamoko. Of course, he's gotten four Grammys. 
And he was saying how one time it, he tried to take it through TSA and it kind of stopped everything. And then he was trying to explain what it was. And then everyone was coming over and going, oh, look at this, it's a Grammy. And everyone kind of clogged the whole lineup, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's going to hopefully have a very special place in your home. Maybe, no, not on your piano. You couldn't do it on your piano. Well, maybe you could do it on your piano. I wouldn't put it in my creative space. I'd probably put it somewhere, I don't know. I, I've no, I haven't even thought about it, to tell you the truth. You really haven't? After yeah. all this time? Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, you always work so far in advance because you're now just about ready for your new CD to come out in March, right? Right. I mean, so that's going to be big. So you got to do that and do some prep work for that. Is the cover every everything pretty much done on that? Yeah, it's all done. That's exciting. So you've seen it all. Yeah. And you still do CDs. So you go to who do you get to print your CDs? Different companies. Disc maker, or do you use them or not? No, I don't no. use them. Because they're all the way on the East Coast, and it's expensive to ship from there. You yeah. someone on the Pacific side, on the um, West Coast? I don't even worry about that kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. No. Isn't that nice? I have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you want a recommendation, I can find you one. I would like a recommendation, because sure. Because the, the prices range quite a bit, and usually companies like Disc Maker are more pricey. They are. And no, absolutely they are. I mean, people don't realize that, you know, it's these things, there's not a big margin of money made by the time you get through with creating them, doing them, getting them out, et cetera, et cetera. Do you sell most of your CDs um, when you play or when, because I think you're different than most people. Most people who are musicians now have to sell most of their CDs when they do live gigs. Um, but do you sell most online or most um, uh, at events? Mm, it's probably pretty even. Is it even? Oh, interesting. Yeah, for hard CDs? Yeah, yeah, yeah for hard I mean, downloads and streaming is the main thing. But but you get so little <clears> money <throat> for those now. Tell me about it. Oh, I, I, I know. I get my CD baby... One penny, one penny, Spotify, two cents, three cents. Right, the list of, and you know how that mm-hmm. is, right? So do you guys t- record in high definition? Yeah. So do you ever do you get any sales for like the, you know, the high res files and stuff, like HD tracks and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On top of that, Peter's found a whole new thing which I wasn't aware of until you told me. You have actually found a certain level of resonance that you find better for music that is not what a lot of people play in keys. You you call it what key do you do that? What her- It's uh, A432. Explain that to people. Uh, it's just a lower tuning that was... Oh, the, it's a lower tuning. Yeah, it was the primary tuning uh, of all orchestral instruments prior to the 1950s, 1940s. Somewhere around World War II, um, a lot of the orchestras in Europe decided to tune up and go sharper try to make the music have more of an edge, sound a little more exciting. Who, who would decide something <clears throat> like that? Isn't that People interesting? People decide that all the time. I mean, now, right. you know, so for the standard for a while was A440, and now some orchestras are going to A445. Really? You know, because it's always that, you know, idea that uh, things aren't, you know, they're, they're not good enough where they are. We have to, like, make them tighter, louder, uh-huh. you know, more of an edge. And um, I disagree. And, you know, so this A432 is, I didn't find it. It's... Something that I've been hearing about for a long time that I finally just thought I would try. So what does that mean to your piano keys? Do you you take the strings and make them a little looser, or what does that mean to you? How do you do it? Yeah, when you tune the instrument, you're tuning to somewhat um, lower tuning, about Mm -hmm. a third of a step. And so you have to, and it's hard to find good piano tuners. There's only like three or four good piano tuners on Maui, right? Uh, I don't know how many there are. But you've got a good guy. Yeah. And y- he knows that you have these strange tastes. Yeah, he tolerates <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't do the piano you're going to be using on Saturday. No. So Saturday you'll have to go back to the other tuning. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, it is. And of course, you've got a special piano as well. Well, it's my piano. And of course, <laughs> of, course, of course it's special. It's your <laughs> piano. Absolutely it's special. No, but it is. It's a beautiful piano. Did you have that one? No, no. Because it looks like a handmade piano. It's a unique piano. Yeah, I was given it by the company. Oh, you were given that piano? Yeah. How by what company? One? Wow. Uh, Young Chang Promberger. Oh, the company that makes the piano, they gave it to you. Yeah. Did they hear, oh, cool. hear you and decide to do that afterwards? I mean, did you write to them, or how did you work that out? I approached them. You did? And mm-hmm. you knew about, the, are they a European company? 
They're cross between a, a South Korean and German company. Well, isn't that interesting? Wow. And you knew about them and you'd played their yeah, piano? Yeah, I'd like their pianos. And you played them in Europe or where'd you play them? I played them wherever I wanted to. Because <laughs> you're Peter Gator. No, because no. they're available. Well, you don't hear about them very often here. Not on Maui. Probably not on Maui. No. You're probably the only one that has one on Maui. Could be. Could be. Probably. Yeah. And we want to give a shout out, by the way, Ruth. At, um, she's really quite an amazing little person. She uh, has been running the Piano Conservatory at the Queen Kalmanu Center right. for a long time. And she's taught so <clears> many, <throat> so many kids how to play piano. And she's upstairs there. And uh, she helped you when you played for Dekine Day last year. Mm-hmm. And um, she was really happy to help you get the piano for this event this Saturday as well, which was very kind of her. Mm-hmm. Is that Ruth? Ruth, yeah, she's wonderful. If you're going to have your, your daughter learn how to play piano, yeah, I want to, yeah. you've got to take her to Ruth is the piano conservatory. Oh, Peter could teach her. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm a good teacher. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying to figure out how to teach his son. But uh, but your son's not learning piano anymore, right? No, he's playing guitar. Which is okay, and he can accompany you. I'm glad he's playing guitar. So you don't have any competition? How old is your son? 13. What was his thoughts about going to the Grammy? It was his first time, after all these years, his first time he went, right? What did he think? Um, you know, he, he enjoyed it. He liked being in New York. and He did? He, yeah. Yeah, he liked it quite a bit. He liked the, even though it was freezing cold? Yeah. Yeah. Is his first time ever? Well, you know, the grass is always greener, you know. Is it? Yeah, you raise them, you know, in the warm, beautiful Maui, and and they find, you know, colder, busier climates intriguing and attractive, you know. (laughs) Well, there were some good parties and things you went to, and... Yeah, kind of. We avoided the parties. We mostly like we saw some Broadway shows. Oh, what did you see? Which Broadway show did you see? We saw um, uh, Beautiful, the Carol King show. Oh, how nice. How was that? That was really nice. Her daughter was doing it for a while, but her daughter's not doing it now, right? I I don't know. know. And then we saw a Blue Man Group. Oh, you saw Blue Man Group? Yeah. I didn't even know they were doing it there. I didn't go. I wanted to, but they were so expensive. I wanted to see Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. And tickets were like $4,000. I mean, I heard someone getting one for about $2,500. But I just, sorry, I couldn't. I, there's something in me saying there's no way it makes sense to pay $2,500 to see Bruce Springsteen. But the weirdest thing, I was going to one of these events, and of course you do taxis everywhere. Actually, it was Lyft for me. Um, and and go happened to go down by the theater. I didn't even know it was Bruce was playing on the street. So the driver's going down, and like everything's blocked in traffic, and he's going, oh, what's going on? And um, Bruce was getting out of his car. And on the street... There had to be. He was being swamped by probably about 100 people, and everyone was trying to hold their iPhone up. And, and I, you know, it was like, how high can you hold your iPhone and angle it down and get a picture of Bruce Springsteen in the midst of him trying to get from his car to the door of the theater, right? You can imagine. They didn't do that to you, did they? <laughs> no, you didn't they get didn't, you do didn't do get that. that. <laughs> Uh-uh. But but that's why I guess people are spending four thousand dollars for tickets. But I wanted to go, but I, I didn't. I couldn't. I really couldn't afford that that kind of thing. But that's that's really cool that you went to two shows because you weren't there that long. You were there what five days, four days, four days. Yeah, pretty quick. And you were in out of Dodge because he had to get back to school, right? Yeah. So there you go. So he he liked New York, and you had a successful trip. Yeah, it was really fun. Well, that's that's wonderful. What was it like backstage after you get your Grammy? I've always wondered because, you know, sometimes on the big event they show things, but they don't on the Grammys, the premiere. What was it like after you got your Grammy? That was actually the most fun part. I mean, actually, you know, getting the Grammy obviously was the most fun part, but it was so cool to be backstage because I was very clear that I had never been there before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I've been yeah. nominated like all those times and I've been through – you know, the nominees' receptions and the after parties and this party and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But I've never been standing there side stage having just won, and you're kind of in shock a little bit. So oh, they have, yeah. like, the nice people that come up to you and they go, uh, Mr. Cater, I'm going to be taking you through the uh, the acceptance process and the interviews and blah, blah, blah. And you're kind of in shock. So it's like someone comes up and says, Mr. Cater, you've been in an accident. And <laughs> if you just follow my instructions, everything will be okay. And I'm like, okay, good. That's Remain great. calm. Hold my hand. And one thing they have back there, which I didn't know, is they have a vodka bar. 
Really? Yeah, so they, they have a vodka bar because, um, I mean, for you like obvious vodka. reasons. Yeah, yeah, and I do like vodka. I mean, it was only 3.30 in the afternoon, but, you know, I yeah. just want to grab oh, me. So hey, yes. we went to the vodka bar. and um, But they, they interview you, you know, the press, press photos, press interviews, personal photos, um, Naris interviews. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. You're you're treated very nice, and it's very very different than being nominated. I I, <laughs> I have a feeling that is very true. You got a great picture of you. I've seen on some of the photos you've been sending out of you holding not your Grammy, yeah. but your a big, Grammy, a, a Grammy. A Grammy yeah. You know, so they have that, and they don't even make you pay like they do at some of these red carpet events for your picture, right? They send you a picture for free, right? You get tons of photos. Yeah. Uh huh. Like I said, they give you a watch, an engraved watch. What uh, kind of watch is it? A like wrist watch? Bul- Bulvaga? Bulvaga? Bulva. Bulva. Yeah, one of those. It's a high-end watch. Uh, for you your know. wrist. Yeah. Yeah, for your wrist. It's one of those, oh. you know, fat things that, you know. It's a very nice gesture, but like I said, I don't wear watches, so I'm going to give it to my son. Oh, well, that's very nice. But it'll have my name on the back, like, you but know. But meanwhile, your son was in the audience, right? Yeah, so he was sitting with friends. He didn't. Oh, okay. I asked him if he wanted to go up with me, and he said no. Oh, you did ask. Because yeah. oh, some people said, how come his son didn't go up with him? Yeah, yeah he didn't want to. Well, I, I don't blame him. I don't either. I don't either. I've been really Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty shy myself. I was pretty nervous about going up, too. Were you so. shaking? I don't remember. You really don't even remember? <laughs> I mean, I watched the videos, and I seemed pretty composed, yeah. and like I knew what I was talking you did, about. Yeah. But it was definitely like, you know, it's it, a trip. It when, you hear your, when you hear your name, and it's almost like, you know, you're so psyched up that you don't really hear clearly yeah. either. You know, like all I heard was like, you know, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? all the adrenaline, right? It's true. That yeah. is so funny. It's I'm sorry, Peter. That is so funny. You sounded like you're underwater there. But it's exactly really? what it was like. It was like, and you kind of hear it and you go, it's like oh the my teacher God, in the that was uh, my record. Charlie Brown show. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, but you recognize, oh my God, that, that was not India RE. You know, it was like. Uh-huh. It was my name, and so you kind of go like, I guess I'm going up there. And, you and just it's go. so funny. People don't realize this, but the premiere ceremony is only streamed. It's not televised. But folks, anyone who's a musician would say that's their favorite part because this is really where the majority of awards are given out. And they say before you start the show, you only you only have some ridiculously short period of 45 time. Seconds Forty five seconds from the of, moment your name is called, which is re- and you, so have, you, have, you have to walk, to walk down. Yes, and you and have to I try have, not to fall on your face when you're going up the stairs. And, and it's like really, you can, I mean, it takes for some, seconds. Well, some get, people, you know. I mean, yeah. so so yeah, there's a little bit of that pressure going on too. It's like, oh my god, I got to rush and get up there, and I got to rush and say what I want to say because I don't want to get cut off, right? right? Yeah, but you said you you handled it very well. And people were so thrilled for I you. felt so loved and appreciated. I mm-hmm. really did. I was kind of surprised, actually. You know, I mean, I really felt embraced. And uh, when I said that this, I had 13 nominations and this was my first win, and, like the whole place was like just applauding, you know. Just, yeah. It was really gratifying and beautiful. And it was cool. I mean, it was way, way cool. Kind of a Lifetime Achievement Award of sorts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because it's taken you so long, you know, to get to that point. So that's so cool. Well, you've done some wonderful. I mean, I've loved every single release you've put out, Peter. Thank you. And you know, I'm a huge fan. I know. Thank I mean, you. I have a little list of music that I make for my airplane rides, which are it's Cindy's playlist, and um, you have almost every single one of your CDs are on that Cindy's playlist because it's very, very good to listen to on long plane rides back. So, I mean, and that's a big compliment because mm-hmm. I only have the best music on Cindy's playlist. So, and you, you're on, you made the cut. Um, so, so I can't wait to hear your next CD is going to be called What and When Is It Out? Uh, it's called She. Oh, good. And it's out uh, March 30th. Wow. And it's about the feminine. It's about, uh, it's my ode to my muse. Oh, wonderful. Which happens to be the divine feminine in all its forms. Oh, I am so happy to hear that because the divine oh, cool. feminine is finally, you know, I had that thing with Mother Mary, which really is more the divine feminine, but people don't think of Mother Mary as the divine feminine, but she right. is the divine feminine. I do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll get you a CD. <laughs> uh, but no, because there's now the divine feminine's time finally, but yeah. there's this this kind of jockeying for position and a lot of people don't understand it yet so i cannot wait to hear that cd it features a beautiful female vocalist named pia luzzi Mm. so she sings on all but one song 
And it's really beautiful. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was no, you, beautiful. No, I you wouldn't think if it you was didn't beautiful. like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'd put it out if you didn't no, think it was No, if I wasn't in love with it, I wouldn't put it out. Did you ever do a CD thinking it was going to be a certain way, and then at the end you just went, I don't know if this feels the way I wanted it to feel, and just kind of think twice I've about it? I've done a couple CDs a long time ago where I really thought it was going to be awesome, but then when I finished it, I was like, you know, I kind of like I kind of missed a little bit. You know, and I'm not yeah. going to say what those were. Those are obviously my lesser-known CDs, you mm-hmm. know. And it was quite a while ago, but, you know, that was when I was still struggling with, you know, the purity of the creative process, you know, and I was a little enamored with the idea of charts and success and reaching masses of people, Mm -hmm. you know, so that kind of warps your creative flow. Well, I'm glad you're aware of that because, I mean, it's so funny because I, I, someone wanted to work with me and, and I wanted to work with them, I thought, but as soon as I realized there was a lot of limitations being placed, um, I just said, you know, I don't like limitations on the creative process. And I had to say no, you know, because, and it's hard sometimes to say no, but you have to, as a creator, you have to be honest to the creative process. And if you aren't, well, you do, because I think otherwise it cuts it off. I think you can easily cut off your muse if you don't listen to your muse. If you're not, if you're not honoring the muse by listening to the muse, you can really um, put a filter on what comes through. So I, I, I encourage everyone to go to MauiWhaleFestival.org, and it'll be there. You can do slash benefit dash gala. Get your tickets. Become a member. How do they get to be members? There's a couple ways, right? Oh, yeah. So um, we have the forms, you know, on our boat or, you know, if you stop into the um, – Whale Center there? The, well, Whale in Foundation. Maalaya, the Harbor Shop, Pacific Whale Foundation, uh, you can get the form there. Or you can just go right online, PacificWhale.org. And become a member. And a lot of benefits to it. And don't forget this Friday, it's going to be a fabulous day, right? You, oh, yeah. Are you excited? <laughs> are you going to be there, being able to go out on that John Cruz cruise on Friday? I don't know. I'm working on Friday. I hope I'm on that one. I'm not sure. It's so funny. Oh, they man. haven't assigned it yet, right? Yeah, no. Is it going to be a I hope lottery? So. I bet everyone wants to go out. Phoebe, if you're listening, put me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny how they decide to choose who gets what? Yeah. But that's going to be a special one on Friday. What time is that? Do you know? I don't know what time those those are going on. I know. I think they're in the afternoon, but I'm not sure. I don't know. You Sorry. You have to go to dot org, and on top of that, um, I I you know Barry Flanagan, right? I know who he is. I don't think we've ever met. Oh, you know what? He's a really an excellent guitarist. Oh yeah, Peter. I know that. Yeah. You would appreciate him because he really is very very good guitar player yep. and um he's irish you know with the name flanagan right um but he, he's he's got that right. celtic hawaiian thing going on which is very interesting right with a little bit of the celtic and the hawaiian um so he's going out on uh, saturday and then um the amazing amy gilliam who i adore is out um on sunday and um you you know a lot of people wonder about this and it'll be interesting to see whether or not um whales come to music and I've heard people say they think whales respond to music what do you think Peter do you think whales respond to music I think they would to certain kinds of music yeah certain kinds of tony I'm not an expert of course but um. Marty Dredd always claimed on um, the uh, cocktail cruises that he did with us that they would come for the for the bass the songs with bass interesting it would bring them over and they did seem to uh, well, that's the lower frequencies, yeah. right? So that would make sense. Yeah, right? and they did seem to enjoy um, the Bob Marley tunes. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like to me, anyway. I didn't really actually do a scientific study on it, but. <laughs> I'm sorry. Peter's screaming no in silent voices there. I, just, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I You're so fun. Wait, 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 wait. I got to take a picture before you go because we got That's something we do. We take pictures here. <laughs> Even if you're listening, you got to realize i got to take a picture of... He wouldn't let me go Facebook Live today. It's not my... And then he actually... What Peter did is he actually influenced my phone to to not indeed work on Facebook Live. So, um, you know, hold the Grammy. Yeah, hold the... Oh, there you go. Close hold the Grammy heart. up. There we go. We did a photo there. Yeah, and one more. My camera. So you, you influenced my camera. I don't know how you did. But, um, okay, Way to use so. the force. 
He did, he did. It's <laughs> like I was going to, and he said, I don't know, I don't have my Facebook Live and close. And then my, cam, my camera said, okay, Peter said he didn't want to do it. You know, I am so. going to do a photo essay when I get the Grammy. I don't know where I'm going to put it in my house, but uh -huh. I have this idea of a photo essay. I want to do on 13 ways to be with your Grammy. And I'm going to do, like, you know, one, like, sleeping, you know, and it's on the <laughs> pillow next to me. I'm going to do one at the sushi bar with a Grammy sitting next to me. And I one like that. On the beach and, you know. Oh, my. Did you just come up with that now? Or no, I've been thinking about it. Yeah. It's a little photo That's essay. That's a cool idea. Like 13, well, it, 13 ways. Well, your Grammy then becomes integrated into Peter... Peter Cater's lifestyle. Well, it's kind of a joke. Actually. Well, I know, but that's cool. I mean, I get the word out too. Um, so, so that we don't want to f let people forget, Sunday's going to be a big day. It's good seeing you, Peter. I'll see you on Take Sunday. Take care, Peter. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. See you Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday night, Saturday. six o'clock, yeah. five thirty. I'll be there. Okay. okay. All right. Um, yeah, because the red carpet and everything. Um, but Amy um, is doing the thing on Sunday cruise. But if you want to get to the Eric Gilliam one with the banana slug string band, fun for the kids. Um, that's going to be happening at the shops of Ma'alaya, the harbor shops there. Do you know when that starts, Josh? In the morning. That starts in the morning. It does. I know it's. <laughs> I, I I know it starts in the morning. So that's a free one, by the way. Yeah, the harbor party is free. Yeah. Yeah, and Eric Gilliam is is going to be fabulous. So. Yeah, um, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's on our. You know, we have Eric Gilliam on our uh, oh, Friday cruises with, now. He's, he's going out on. Yeah, that's he right. He does the Island Rhythm cruise on, cruises with us on Fridays now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's, he's been awesome. Yeah, he's, he's got a great voice, you know. Oh, yeah. I really like his voice. I know. I love working that cruise. Yeah, that must be fun, huh? It's a lot of fun. He's a pretty wild and crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah he likes to cut loose for sure. He does. Um, so there's a couple ways you can do this. You can call here. I'm going to give you the number for the concert cruise. With John Cruz or others, you can call 249-8811. That's 249-8811, extension 1. Um, and I would say, you know, there's a long recording. Uh, just go 249-8811 and hit extension 1. Yeah, and you can um, you can use that line to become a member as well. I forgot about that way. You can yeah. do it online? You can you can do become a member online, and you can oh. also become a member on phone. on phone. Yeah, I didn't know that you could do it. On my yeah, phone. they'll yeah they'll sign you up right there on the phone lines if you'd oh, like. Oh, how cool! So, what's your little girl? So name? you can get Kylea. Do you want to give a shout out to Kylea? Hey, Kylea, I love you. Oh, it's so much fun being your dad. Oh, isn't that sweet? And for kids, you know, Valentine's Day tomorrow. And it's kind of cute. So yeah, we have a little Valentine's Day part. Uh, Wednesday and Thursdays are my days with her. Well, I mean, they're all my days with her, but those are my days off. So those are baby daddy days. So yeah, Aww. we're going to a Valentine's Day party with her friends tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, that is so cool. Well, you do wonderful whale watch cruises. People can also book any cruise by calling two four nine eight eight one one. And um, I have to say, I never ever ever get tired of doing the whale watch cruises. And the Me last neither. one was just amazing. You did a great job, and, and they're always memorable, and they always make you feel good, and people smile, and people scream. And, Thanks, Cindy. Well, it's true. People get just this high that happens, right? You feel it. Oh, yeah. You, you know, and people are all so thrilled because they get to see the whales. And I mean, I hear people talking because, you know, I live here, and, and some of the people just say, I heard this is the best part. Everyone says the best part about coming to Maui is doing the whale watch because people come out just for it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. This time of year, I mean, I always tell people, people ask me, when are, when are people here on Maui when it's a little bit slower? You know, it's always busier when the kids are out of school. Well, we're out of time, speaking of out of school. And I want to thank you for coming in, Josh. I know you're busy. And um, everyone, we'll see you this weekend. And thank you for listening. A big aloha. Aloha.